You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truths from His Word today. Well, we come as a broken people, don't we, before the Lord, asking Him to heal us. And may the Lord bring healing to all of us today. One time I heard Pastor Nono say the the church is a hospital for sinners. Take your Bible and let's turn back to my life's verse, Proverbs 3, verse 5. A couple years ago, Brad Taylor gave me a gift and the gift was uh, this cover that I have on my Bible. And on the front of the cover, it says, trust, and then my life's verse. I want to thank Brad for that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Proverbs 3, verse 5, I'll read through verse 8 and then jump over into the next chapter. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and morrow to thy bones. Over to chapter 4 and verse 10. Solomon says, Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in the right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. When thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Verse 20, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Verse 26, ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Heavenly Father, bless the preaching of your word today in a very special way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may remember that last week I shared with you my life's verse and told you how it had comforted me and been a mentor to me over all these years. I would have to go way back to when I was a young man that I chose this passage of scripture as my life's verse. And it certainly has been a comfort and a challenge to me during the times that we find ourselves in. So I want to return uh, to this passage. We just made our way really through the first point uh, last week, and I want to come back and look at this a little bit more in detail here this morning. But we remember from last week that God does have a purpose for our lives. 
And over the years, we have discovered as we have grown together in faith that God's purpose for our lives is that we would all live our lives in such a way that it would please him. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Why are you here? Why, why, why did God bring you into this world? Why did he allow the gospel to be brought to you and, and save your soul? It is for the main purpose that we would bring pleasure to him in our lives. We looked at several verses that substantiate that throughout the the word of God last week. And then we came to this verse. We then that are strong, not physical strength, but spiritual strength. We're, we're strong spiritually. We're, we're, we're mature believers in Christ. They that are strong, I think of all those who have been with me all these years, these spiritually mature believers. We that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak, those who are strong spiritually should lift up and help and encourage those who are weak in faith. And then it says this, and not to please ourselves. Listen to that phrase. We're not to live our lives in such a way that we're so focused on S-E-L-F that we don't seek to please the Lord and to serve others. So, so what really is your motivation in life. All of us are motivated by something. Either you are motivated in life to please yourself or you are motivated in life to please and to serve the Lord. I think one of the things that has happened during this pandemic that have been refreshing to me is to really see how people have reached out to serve others. Instead of being so self-focused, it seems like God in, in a real way is bringing this divided nation of ours together as we look to see how we can meet the needs of others and not please ourselves. I believe this is the greatest battle that we will face in life is are we going to please the Lord or are we going to please ourselves? It really goes back to that whole concept of are we living for the temporal or are we living for excuse me, for the eternal. On Friday, during our devotional time together, I, I shared this quote, encouragement goes straight to the heart. I have no idea who said that, but how true that it is. Solomon said it's like apples of gold and pitchers of silver, a word fitly spoken. But I shared with you some of the things that I had jotted down on how we can really look outside of ourselves during this time and how we can focus on how can I serve the Lord and how can, I, how can I serve others. We talked about how we can obviously pray for one another. We can let people know that we are praying for them. This morning my phone started ding, 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 and I'm on a, a group text with uh, several preachers, uh, many of them right here in our area as these preachers were just texting one another and encouraging one another and praying for one another uh, right now uh, during this time. This was a real encouragement to me. I, I sent a, a couple of texts to preachers this morning, one who had just resigned from his church, uh, that I've barely been praying for him every single day. I've been praying for him and, and trying to encourage him. We can send emails 
with words of encouragement. Obviously, we can text out words of encouragement. We can call and encourage one another. We can send handwritten notes. We can use social media. We can send small gifts or gift cards. We can give words of praise and appreciation. We can give a helping hand. Uh, I had some uh, of my sons come uh, this week and help me in my move uh, simply because they were laid off and they had opportunity to do that. What a blessing it was to have some of my sons to come along and help me in this move from one home to another. So we can give a helping hand to others. We can encourage others to reach out and to minister during this time. We can share verses of encouragement as God shares with us uh, words of encouragement from the scriptures. We can then send that out to others as well. So there's many, many ways that we can look outside of ourselves and we can really seek how we can, seek to see how we can please the Lord and how we can uh, serve others during this time. So God does have a purpose for our lives. Not only does he have a purpose, but God also has a plan for our lives. And we spent some time talking about that last week and how that really is the pathway to real joy and blessing in life is, is discovering what God's plan and what God's purpose is for each and every one of us. And that's where my life's verse comes in in this passage of scripture because I believe that it clearly lays out for us how we can discover God's plan and his purpose for our life and how God continually leads us in that plan and purpose. It's called the path of life. Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 13 says this, but the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. So God continues throughout our lives to lead us in that path that he has for us to travel. We all know this verse, his word is a what? Lamp unto our feet and a what church? Light unto our path. So last week we talked about how the Bible is our GPS and the Holy Spirit is that voice that we hear as we're traveling uh, in our cars that says, okay, it's time to exit here or to exit there, or you just missed your exit. It's time to recalculate and take us in another direction and get us back on the right course. And there are times that we have to stop and we get into God's word, our GPS, and the Holy Spirit says, hold it. It's time to recalculate. You've gotten off the right path. Bible said, thou will show me the path of life, and thou shalt hear a word behind thee saying, This is the way, walk ye in it, turn not to the right hand or to the left. That is the voice of God's Holy Spirit. As we have seen here in our reading today, and as we study the book of Proverbs, it was written from uh, the heart of a father to his son, and he says, This, when sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Walk thou not in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. So there is the path that we choose to go in life. And then there's the path that God has chosen for us to go in life. And think about this. Those who are really your true friends will encourage you to go in the path and the plan that God has for you and not to take that opposite course. So even though God has made it very clear that he has a plan 
and a purpose for our life, many of us really don't even take time to consider what that plan and what that purpose may be. God said of his people, they turn back from me and they would not consider my ways. Oh, that we would just stop and say, Lord, what is your plan? And what is your purpose in life, especially right now as we find ourselves in the midst of this pandemic? What is your plan and what is your purpose? So many of us, we just get so entangled in the affairs of this life that we just live our lives without even really giving God a second thought. That's why it's so important for us to have our devotional time. And that's why every day uh, we're coming to you in the mornings and giving you some devotions that will help you uh, along the way. But instead of living our lives for ourselves, let's just really pause and, and consider uh, how we are living our lives. You know, Solomon, although he had all that wisdom given from him by the Lord, he forsook that wisdom. He started to live his life totally for himself. And then he said this, vanity, vanity, it was all vanity. He actually came to the point in his life where he hated his life and what was going on. And and then, of course, we know that he then turned back uh, to the Lord. So I'd really encourage you to choose to believe, choose to believe that God has a better plan for your life than you have for your life. And really get committed. Say, you know what, today, today I'm going to set my heart to discover what God's plan and what God's purpose is for my, for my life. He has set before us the way of life or the way of death. And he says, choose life. So if we don't fully trust the Lord, then we're going to be very, very reluctant to follow the path that he has chosen for us in our life. So God's word says, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Well, how did we receive Christ? Well, we received him by faith. It was not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but we received him by faith. And so as believers, we are to live by faith. We're to walk by faith. We're to add to our faith. We're to follow those who have faith. And remember, without faith, it is impossible to even please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So fear and, and unbelief will cause us to sidestep the will of God for our lives and, and get off of that plan and that purpose and opt to take our own course in life. God said again of his people, he said, they have not obeyed my voice, neither walked therein, but have walked after the imagination of their own heart. And so that brings us back to where we were last week in our, our text here in Proverbs chapter 3, uh, 5 through verse 8, that this passage tells us what is required if we are going to follow the Lord and discover his plan and purpose for our lives, resulting in unbelievable benefit. For the, so the first, there's actually three things. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. That's probably our biggest problem. And in all thy ways acknowledge him. And then it says, and he shall direct thy paths. So trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. I can't emphasize that enough. With all your heart. God commands us to trust him. He said, this is the way. Walk ye in it. Unless you trust him, you will not walk. Walk by faith and not by sight. 
I think of the many conversations that God had with Moses of old and, and then how Moses would take those conversations and he'd turn them around and, and he'd bring them to his people. And I, I guess that's kind of like the pastor, right? He gets a word from the Lord and, and then he's just wanting to share it with his people. So Moses was, I guess you'd say he was like the pastor of Israel. And listen to what he said after he came out of conversation with the Lord. He said to the people, keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways. He said that over and over and over again. And as I think of my pastoral ministry, I'm always, always, always trying to get a word from the Lord and give that word to you. And it always seems to come back with obey the Lord. Walk in his ways. Trust him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. You see, you will not trust in someone who doesn't have integrity. You won't trust in someone that doesn't have the ability to do something. You won't trust in, in someone who doesn't have character. But listen to me. God has the integrity, he has the ability, and he has the character. So why would we not trust in him? As the children of God, we can have complete and total confidence in the Lord. Why? Because he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He always seeks our best. He'll never lie to us. He always, always keeps his promises. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. Listen, he's got this. This isn't too hard for him. He is all wise. He never makes a mistake. So better to put our Trust in the Lord than to put our confidence in man. That song, follow, follow, I will follow Jesus anywhere, everywhere. Without faith you won't. I will follow on, follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Everywhere he leads me, I will follow on. No, you will not unless you are strong in faith. So let me encourage you to commit your way to the Lord and to trust in him. You can trust him. He's a God of integrity. He's a God of ability. And he's a God of character. Trust him and he shall bring it to pass. So the basis for trusting the Lord is who he is. This is who he is. But one thing I want you to understand about the Lord, and Phil brought this out in our Sunday school hour, is he is a God who is sovereign. He is sovereign over all. Shall not the God of all the earth, the God of all the earth, his sovereignty, a sovereign God, shall not the God of all the earth do right? He always does right. He can't do anything but right. Why? Because he's a God of integrity, ability, and character. He's the divine ruler over all. Over all things, over all people, and at all times. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all, both riches 
and honor come from thee, and thou reignest over all, and in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Don't ever forget God is in control. He is the sovereign God. And that sovereignty includes his wisdom. It includes his power. It includes his righteousness. And it's all wrapped up into one God. But of him are ye in Christ who of God is made unto us. He is our wisdom. He is our righteousness. He is our sanctification. And he is our redemption. The Lord's purposes are always right. And they are always good. Even if it doesn't look right and good to us from our perspective, his ways are not our ways. Trust him. God knows what he is doing. We may not always understand what's going on. We may not always understand why God allows certain things to happen in our lives. But God knows. And don't, don't forget, he knows the beginning from the end. He has a path that's laid out for us. Let's not deviate off of that path. Even if illness comes and sickness comes and suffering comes and loss comes and, and heartache comes. Don't ever get off the path that God has you on in life. He knows what he's doing. I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And if we can't figure it all out in this life of what God is doing and what he's up to, it's all right. We will understand it better by and by. God has a plan. That plan involves trusting him with all of our heart. God says, for I know, for I know you, saith the Lord, I have thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end, Jeremiah 29, 11. So let's trust him with all of our heart. Number two, said there's three things from this passage of scripture that we need to know that will guide us in the right direction in life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Number two, lean not into your own understanding. Is this not the biggest problem that we have in life? Is leaning to our own understanding instead of trusting in a sovereign God, a wise God, an all-powerful God, a righteous God? We have a tendency to lean, to lean. You got that? To lean on our own understanding. Why do you lean on something? You lean on something for support. I come and I lean on this pulpit. It stands here, it's steadfast, it supports me as I lean upon it. Sometimes we experience injury and we have to use crutches and we lean upon those crutches. Sometimes when I'm preaching, I'll see a wife lean over onto the shoulder of her husband. Why do we lean on something? Because that, that something is stronger than we are. That something will help us during our times of weakness. So, Here's the question. Who are you leaning on? Well, there's a lot of people that are leaning on the government right now, right? They place their hope in the government that the government's going to come through for them. And certainly uh, the Lord can use government. 
But that's not who we lean on. We are to lean on the Lord and not to lean unto our own understanding. And then he says this, be not wise in thine own eyes. Don't lean on your own wisdom. Our prideful self has a tendency to lean on our own understanding. I'm trying to understand what's happening here and what's going on here and why this is all taking place. Instead of trusting the Lord and trusting his sovereignty, that he is in control, that he has a good purpose. These are exciting times. Matter of fact, if you know some things about Bible prophecy, the Bible says when these things come to pass, lift up your head for your redemption draweth nigh. If that's not exciting times, I don't know what is. A, a lot of Christians right now are worried about things that the Bible says will take place during the tribulation period. We're not even going to be here. But these things must come to pass. Things have to come together. There is going to be a one-world money market. For that to happen, there has to be a financial collapse of the world markets. So these are exciting times. But don't lean into your own understanding. I'm going to tell you what. Um, conspiracy theorists are going crazy right now. Trying to figure out what's all going on and what is all happening. It's all over the internet. Many Christians are influenced by this. Let me encourage you. Don't get into that conspiracy theory camp. Get into the word of God. God knows the beginning from the end. Get into Bible prophecy. You want to figure out what's going to happen? Get into Bible prophecy. Don't lean to your own understanding. Lean upon a sovereign God. But our God is in the heavens and he, excuse me, he hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Everything that's going on right now, th- wrap your mind around this, everything that's going on right now is going to bring glory and pleasure to the Lord. Amen. Isaiah 46, 9 through 10, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient of times things that are not yet done. They haven't even happened yet. Saying, my counsel shall stand. I will do all of my pleasure. Listen, God is in this thing. We can trust him because he'll never change on us. I'm the Lord thy God, I change not. We can trust him because he is all wise. Great is our Lord and great power. His understanding is infinite. Knowing that he is sovereign. That he is all wise. That he never changes. That he is gracious and merciful and kind. Should cause us to rest in his promises. Listen to me, church, and stay on his path. Don't ever get off of the path of life that he has for you. He knows you and he knows me intimately. I think of what he said to Moses. He said, I know thee by name. Think of that. He knows me by name. He knows you by name. So to what degree, to what degree do you trust the Lord? Do you trust him with all your heart? Do you trust him completely and totally? 
Do you rely upon his knowledge? His perception of things? Or do you rely upon your own knowledge and your own perception and come to your own conclusions and reasonings? No, totally put your trust in the Lord and be not wise in your own eyes. This, this, listen, I was thinking this through. This requires us more than just simply agreeing with God. We can actually agree with God about many, many things, about many truths of Scripture that have been taught to us over the years without really trusting Him and obeying Him in those areas. We can say, Amen to the preacher. I miss all the amens here. But we can say, Amen to the preacher. But when it comes to trusting and obeying what we just amened, now that's another story. Think about it. <clears throat> I don't think there's a Christian that wouldn't say we're supposed to tithe. So the preacher's preaching on tithing and we say, Amen! But do we tithe? We hear messages on soul winning and witnessing. But do we do it? We hear messages, and Ben mentioned earlier when he was giving the announcements about church attendance, about being faithful to church. But are we faithful to church? Ben preached a series here a while ago about being part of the body of Christ and being a member of a local church. And we know the Bible teaches church membership, but are you an active member in a local church? We know that the Bible tells us to tell the truth, but do we? The Bible says we're to be hard, but are hard workers, but are we lazy? The Bible says that we're to be kind, but are we? The Bible said that we are to serve others, but do we? The Bible says honor those that are in authority, but are we giving them honor? The Bible says obey your parents, but do you? The Bible says that we're to submit ourselves to authority, but are we? You see, agreement means that you believe something is right to do, but it doesn't mean that you do it. Faith responds to that belief and puts it into action. That's obedience. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. That's why James tells us that, that true faith works. It works. It works in the area of obedience. We obey what God says because we trust him that he will guide us in the right way of life. What are we to trust him in? All things. Wholehearted trust and obedience. We cannot, and we all do it. We all do it. I do it. You do it. We all do it. We all have a tendency to pick and choose what areas that we want to trust him and obey him in. And then we let other things just simply remain in our control. It kind of reminded me of the First time I ever went to a Golden Corral. It was down south, and I'd heard about a Golden Corral, and so uh, we went to this uh, Golden Corral, and uh, it was a very well-managed Golden Corral. Now, since then, I've been in some that aren't well-managed. But it's the first time I've ever been in a Golden Corral, and I walked in there, and uh, it was like a country buffet times ten. And I looked at all that they had to offer. 
And I had to actually stop and think about, now what do I want? There was so much out there, I, I couldn't take one of everything. So you know what I went for? Steak. First thing I went for. Second thing I went for was seafood. What I did, I just simply picked and chose what I wanted off of that buffet menu. Listen, God's word is not a buffet menu. We can't pick and choose what we want to embrace and what we don't want to embrace. What we accept or what we don't accept. So think about this. He is the only wise God. So instead of trying to figure out things for ourselves and comprehend why this is happening, why this is not happening, what I should and what I should not do, just rest in his loving kindness. Rest in his wisdom. He has this plan that he's unfolding for our lives. Don't, listen, stop. Don't run ahead of the Lord. Don't worry about the morrow. The morrow will take thought for itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Solomon said to his son, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in the right paths. If that's how Solomon led his son, certainly that's how God leads us. Do not get off of God's plan and purpose for your life. Number one, trust him. Number two, don't lean to your own understanding. Number three, and we'll wind this all up this morning. Number three, in all thy ways. See that word all again? A little three-letter word. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. Now, what does that mean to acknowledge him? Well, let's say we had church service this morning and the church house was full. And we had some visitors come in, and we acknowledge those visitors. It is so good to have you here today, and Ben tells them to fill out a, a welcome card. And we acknowledge them. We all like to be acknowledged, right? But that's not what it means, in all thy ways acknowledge him. We all acknowledge that God exists. You wouldn't even be tuned into live stream this morning if you didn't believe that God exist but to acknowledge him means that you are listen you are confirming that he is lord not only that he is lord but he is lord over your life you are acknowledging him in all thy ways in everything you do acknowledge him he is lord over everything jesus said why call Ye mean Lord, Lord, and you do not the things which I say. In all thy ways acknowledge him. We are recognizing that he is the one that has ultimate authority over our lives. We obey God rather than man. He alone has the right to give us direction in every area of our lives. We are to acknowledge him in every situation. Does that mean the coronavirus? Yes. We are to surrender to his will, and we are to trust him fully. The Bible said, Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey. So 
Let's stop and wrap this all up here this morning. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. Here's his promise. And he shall direct thy paths. Not that he may direct your paths. It says he shall direct your paths. Now, there's not a one of us here today that are listening to this message that haven't stumbled along the path of life. Some of us have gotten off of that path. Some of us have gone off of that, that path a long way. But you know what? You can get back on. Some of us have just stumbled a little bit off of that path. These are times when either your paths are going to be straightened and you're going to get back on that path or you're really going to stumble and, and get a long ways off. Listen, if you're off of that path, and only you can determine that, but if you are off of that path, let me say something. Get on it as quickly as you can. Get back on to the path of life. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Get back into the GPS. And when he says, it's time to recalculate, stop and recalculate and get back on the path that God has for you. Let's, let's, listen, let's all pull together right now where we are there in our living rooms or or bedrooms, or wherever we may be. Let's all pull together right now as a church family and let's get some redirection in our lives. If we repent, God will bring us back to that right path and he'll bring us back quickly. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me, David said, in the way everlasting. His path is not always easy. It's not always easy, but it's always the best. When we think that we can do better in plotting our own course in life and finding happiness and prosperity, it may happen for a while. I'm not saying it won't. It may happen for a while, but eventually we will suffer the consequences that will surely come into our lives if we continue to detour off of the path that God has for us. So I'm going to leave you with this final thought. Jeremiah 9, 13 through 15, because they have forsaken my law, which I set before them and have not obeyed my voice, neither have walked therein. They've, they've gotten off the path. But they've walked after the imagination of their own heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, behold, I will feed them, even this people, my people, with wormwood, and I will give them the water of gall to drink. He's talking about the bitterness that will come into our lives when we get off of God's path. Final thought, don't be wise in your own eyes. See thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope of a fool than for him. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not into the understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. I want to end by saying, if you have never acknowledged the Lord in your life, if you've never surrendered to him and accepted him as your personal Savior, would you do that today? Would you just surrender your life to him? Would you just believe that he died on an old rugged cross, that he was buried, and that he rose again? That's the gospel. And that he's waiting right now to accept you into his family to give you the gift of eternal life, but you have to call upon him to do so. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved.
repent and believe the gospel. Would you do that today? Heavenly Father, as we close our service this morning, I have to believe that you have worked in the hearts of many who are listening to this live stream right now. And wherever they are in their respective places, Lord, would your Holy Spirit right now be speaking in a very powerful way. Maybe as families are gathered together, there would be a time when our fathers of our church just stop for a moment and say, now what have we learned today, family? What do we need to do today as a family? And Father, I pray that those who are listening that know not you as their Savior, would they trust you today? Continue to draw them to yourself. In Jesus' name we pray. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.